Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. All right, welcome back to Coach Soul. And, uh, you know, I don't like being in the hot seat, Kenya. Like we <laughs> kind of talked about, uh, uh, you know, uh, last week as far as men's internal dialogue. We've been kind of talking about internal dialogue. And um, I have some quite a response and mm, uh, some interesting so happy things to be that here. came up. Well, yes. good, because we need to flush this out a little bit more. Let's and go. I think I can call you my mind drano. Let's drain this out. Let's expound upon it and have mm-hmm. some good vibes. So the question becomes uh, women's internal dialogue. We'll kind of start there and kind of we were in and out of this podcast because it should go back and forth because it's just not one gender. And I don't nope. want to make it about one gender. When it comes to a couple session. Mm-hmm. We were in this internal dialogue talking about our podcast here. And one of the comments that she made was, well, he ought to know. He ought to know what I'm thinking. Mm. And then she gets caught up in her mind. And then another couple talks about, mm. um, well, I said, I'm fine. And he says, are you sure you're okay? And she snapped at him and says, yes, I'm fine. Stop your insecurities. Wow. So what do you think about when sometimes we get caught up in our head about the internal dialogue Mm. that we either assume that that other person knows because we told them, how do you address that? Mm. Well, I, I just so love this conversation. I just want to reframe in my own language. And this is, I believe Steve, that this is, this is how and why we work so well together, in my opinion, because when I hear you speaking, my, my brain's like this coding, it's hearing something else that for me, it just sim- either simplifies or makes more sense. What you would call inner dialogue, I would call the frequency that I am at. Mm, okay. So if I am on the frequency of the past, you can be looking at me and say, you're so beautiful. And I am thinking my hair is blah. Um, you always just say things and, and you and you generalize. You always or you never or you, mm-hmm. you're not present in the frequency of the moment. You're literally battling stories in your head versus be present with the frequency that you're presented in the moment. Talk a little bit more by what you mean by generalization. And then that's how that's not being present because people say, well, uh, you know, they'll say, well, he always, or she always, and that's generalization. I get it. But how is that not being present? Help explain to the listeners. What do you mean by being present? I am, I am, I am visualizing time and space and I am fully here. Hmm. I'm not living in the past. I have, I know that my physical body here, but have you noticed, and I am talking to my girls out there, 
that you can be here, but your brain is someplace else and you're totally multitasking with the kids and the phone, cooking, laundry, like where really are you is my question. Are you even here? So when hubby comes in and say something, maybe in a tone that rubs you wrong, you snap at him, but you're not even thinking about what he said. Maybe you're thinking about what happened two days ago or two years ago. And you say, there we go again. And you relive the frequency and you give the present no choice to be fresh and new. Mm. And, and I say that because if you're following me on social media two days ago, I turned 18 years of marriage with my husband. And gosh, God knows it has not been easy. And if you know me, he's a pretty laid back guy. Like, the majority of men are pretty laid back, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, and I noticed that we were living in the frequency of past, of the past. We have become kids taker, caretaker of our kids. And we have, and I say that in the first person, I have not been his girlfriend. I have not been, uh, I have not been acting as I'm taking care of my primary relationship. So no wonder, no wonder I felt distance and he felt distance and we were really good co-parents and we were really good um, friends. To be honest with you, I really dig my man. He's, he's a really great uh, confidant and really great friend. And I told him, you know what? You know, I work with frequencies some people think it's woo, but it's not. It's, it's so what it is. What if we would just look at the past 18 years and say, okay, that was great. And we turn the page and we find each other as we are right now. When you get to know each other as who you are right now, mm. because I've changed completely. I am not the one that he married 18 years ago. Neither he is. Neither is he. So I wonder the listeners out there, if you're holding your husband hostage of his mistakes of years ago. And, and I, I wonder the man that's hearing, listening to this, if you, hmm, if you gave up on her loving you just the way you are because she criticizes you or something. And maybe she's just really not knowing that or maybe she does know that and she wants to do different. It is just, a new habit to be presented and to be impatient. I, I want to invite it, you, the listener, to believe that when you say that you reset, you really mean it. And now, when you want something, you say it with your words. This is my need. Jeremy, that's my husband's name, Jeremy, I miss you. Because I've, I've said many times, many times throughout our marriage, I miss you, hon. I miss you, hon. And he didn't care. True story. This is a clearing that I had with him. I said so many times I told you I miss you, I miss you. And you were like, well, I'm here. Well, I'm here. That's not what I meant. What I meant was, mm -hmm. can we date again? I would like to put some pretty clothes, pretty earrings, and go out and have a beautiful meal. Ha create more core memories together. Um positive core members. <laughs> right. I, that's what I meant. And instead I would just say, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you. So now I learn to speak my full sentence. Hey, how about 
shoot for every Monday night. And we might have conflicts with baseball and gymnastics or whatever, but at least we know that Monday nights is our night and we could shift it around. I'm glad that you kind of shed some light on this and sharing your story and being vulnerable with the listeners and just sharing that that perspective. Because from a man's internal dialogue, it's, uh, okay, she's either nagging at me or um, I'm a deer in the headlight look because I don't know what you're saying. You miss me because I am right here. I'm right here. <laughs> and And it goes back into the situation of, well, what does she want? Exactly. You know, men want to feel wanted. Women want to feel needed. And well, I, wa we... I want the women to feel worthy enough to say yes. what they need. Yes. To say, like, I am worthy of having a pretty date night. And let's say that you have stories around mon money. Many people have story about money. I mm -hmm. certainly had a big story about we can't, we we can't, or we we should not, or you know the expenses. Hey, a date doesn't need to be expensive. Right. Spending time together does not need to be an event. Is it fun when it is? Absolutely. But if your love language is quality time, then all you need is to feel special. But you must use your voice. What I mean is I want one-on-one -on -one time with you, and I would like to just talk about us, not the kids, not the bills, not the work, us. But I think a lot of times when, when I hear about that, you know, if the man is not secure in himself, he's he's not going to realize what she's needing. And it comes about where he starts internalizing and saying, okay, what did I do wrong? Am I not good enough for you? Because it comes across as a complaint to him, even though that's not what you're meaning to do. Well, Steve, is there really insecurity or is a lack of clarity from our part? I good literally question. just... You know, I really, I, 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 I just finished a conversation with a couple that I coached them privately and together. So I coached the men and women separately and I coached them together. And he was like, Kenya, if I knew her needs, I would have gladly met it. But she never told so me what she needed. And she was upset because I didn't meet her needs. But her upset never came out as upset. It came out of avoiding him and criticizing right. him and and being really sad to the point of, I might not want to be together. And that's so one of the things that, I, I'm sorry, that's one of the things I try mm -hmm. to point out is that if we can hold space for one another, because what if it was his reaction that causes her to shut down in the first place? A hundred percent. Listen, I had this conversation with Jeremy, like our date night. It was, uh, it was all about conversing. You know, my love language is physical touch primary. Mm -hmm. And what, what physical touch really means is for me is holding hands. It's affection um, you know, put my head in, in, in his in his arms and in his chest. And then, of course, intimacy is part of it, but it's really not like, oh, intimacy is what I really, really want. Yes, but there's a way to get there as a woman. And my women know, knows what I mean. And 
I remember in the beginning of our marriage, that's what I'm saying. The 18 years old marriage, you really needed to reset because I remember telling him, um, I want to be closer together. And he's like, I'm hot. I'm hot. You always come to me and I'm hot. Like literally his hot nature. And I'm right. Brazilian, right? I'm Latino. I'm all gooey. Hug me. Take me. Embrace me. And he's like, I need space. And you know what I did to my soul? Mm -hmm. He shrunk me. He shrunk me. So much that I became far from him. And I devoted my hugs and my kisses to my kids because I interpreted as he doesn't want my affection, but he wants sex. And at the same time, it, it's vice versa with men, too, with that internal dialogue. You know, they try to because women's communication is like intimacy with a man. You cut reject that off. Well, you're shutting us down, too. We're not wanted anymore. And so therefore, you know, it's, it's, it's is she cheating? Because most men will go there. If she's not doing anything with him. Is she cheating? And sometimes it's not about she's cheating. A lot of times she's shut down because of the reaction of what her man is doing. So two people that actually really love each other can deeply hurt each other because Correct. they don't know how to communicate their needs. Right. And then to your language, the story in your head, the internal dialogue feels uh, wounded. Oh, well, there mm -hmm. we go. Rejected again. Guess what? I was already carrying the frequency of rejection from childhood. So we go revisit over again. Right. I am now welcome. I am this. I'm that. All those stories that when I when I got to communicate with him. Hey, it's very important for me. To feel like no. you have open arms. For me, it, it, it's, my, it's the little girl fascinating. Mimi. Yes. And and we don't address these wounds. It's funny because I'm on Facebook and I'm on uh, what's this called? Uh, Broken Arrow Chit Chat. And somebody posted that they had a bad experience with a story in, in Broken Arrow. And, and everybody started chiming in. Let's not go here. Let's not do that. What does that resolve when we avoid the conflict? Are you when kidding simple, me? Yeah, they it's, and just it's, everybody bandwagon. It's like a, a hair that gets tangled up and you don't brush it. Correct. If you avoid, does it untangle by itself? Or next thing I know, your entire hair is tangled up and you cannot put the brush on. They're, Avoiding they're, they're, gets big mess. Correct. And so their answer was, I'm going to go to another store that may be 10, 15 miles away from this one. But you're still hurting yourself. And it's still the same thing in our thought processes and in our internal dialogue. If we get stuck and we avoid that situation, not feeling free to feel expressed or whatnot, it's time to check our frequency and turn the tile to a better frequency so that we are being able to be understood, but allowing that other person to have emotion. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to invite by intention only to normalize expressing your emotions through verbiage and through your body. Mm. Man, not every time that your woman is crying, she's sad. Correct. Crying is moving energy. She could be just deeply touched by something beautiful that 
trigger the tears. She could be angry about burning the rice or something else that it's not all about the relationship. You're not responsible for her happiness or for unhappiness, for her unhappiness. I want to say that again. Wife and husbands out there, you're not responsible for each other's happiness or unhappiness. When you can actually grasp the depth of this, you know you can have a whole, a W-H-O-L-E, whole, wholeness of marriage. When you're not leaning on each other to fulfill anything because you don't feel complete or capable of it. You just decide that this is your person that you want to share life with. And if you decide that that is your person, when it gets tough, is this person now is no longer your person? Mm. Come on now. When life gets stuck, come closer. And and that's the that's the thing. It's it's when we feel pain that we want to avoid. Mm-hmm. And I remember being uh, inpatient as a director at an inpatient hospital here in town. You know, and and when I talk to kids, they they just want to give up on a relationship. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I said, relationship is like an oven. How many times we enjoy baking, we put food in, and when we get it out, we get burnt sometimes. Do we just stop cooking because we got burnt or hurt? No. So being proactive is by maybe watching the heat, maybe getting a, a, a better hot pad, plate watching what you're you, you become proactive in, in putting boundaries into place. That's a pot holder putting boundaries into place so that you can have a better relationship with that oven. So you're not getting hot. And so over time we learn how to adjust to a hot oven. Mm. But what I find is that a relationship is cooking. We're learning how to add new ingredients or do away with old ingredients. It's how do we use our relationship with zest and being able to learn not to get burnt, but learning to deal with the old frequency. How do we build a new frequency? And as you said, let's reset our marriage. And I think that is so powerful to reset because who likes to look at the same picture on your wall for 20 years? Don't you want to change <laughs> scenery? I'm not saying change out your husband. I'm not saying change out your wife. I'm there we saying go. add we're some not, we're zest. Not up, yes, we're not upgrading the person, upgrading, comma, comma. Um, we're recreating from a place of newness. Mm. Because, you know, if you're hearing this podcast, are we even the same person we started a month ago? We're growing. You're always evolving. So if you get to know the person that is in front of you right now, with curiosity and detachment. Like, what is your why to be married? If if it's about the kids, mm-hmm. probably not the greatest why. It's a it's a ticking bomb. As soon as they're grown up, you're planning your escape, as many says. Or, or is this relationship reflecting you and the places you have been? in the places you have grown, 
in the places that you have outgrown. Mm -hmm. So give it a chance. My plea for everyone that feel like your marriage is over or is halfway there, it's not if you say it's not because you have control. Now, I am not talking about abusive relationship, and I want to make this very, very clear. Very, very clear. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, no. I'm talking about two beautiful humans with, with great hearts, with great souls that is learning how to communicate their love, their needs. And the most likely, at the beginning of the relationship, they got attracted to a version of you that no longer exists mm -hmm. because you have grown. You know, it, not only that, but our physical uh, changes as we get older. And so it's it's how do we work around these outside changes? Because it also affects our internal dialogue that I don't feel attractive anymore or that I'm just not good enough. And we start this internal dialogue and it's in a man or a woman, either or yeah. both have these type of dialogues based upon what's happened but 100%. it's learning how to identify truth from false frequencies from the past that still invade our space today mm -hmm. so it's how do how do we are able to hold space for one another allow that person to express hurt so where does hurt may, stem from? May, may I? May I? So sure. I have this in my refrigerator, right? Our house rules. And I have that with the kids handwriting on it. It's been there for like five years. Hmm. Rule number one, treat people the way you want to be treated. It's rule number one, our house rules. So at some point, I believe that we, because we're big adults, we we forgot that what you put out, you receive. When you're super kind to your baby, to your kids, and you speak so soft, then come here, sweetheart. When did we stop talking to our our partner with that softness and that possibility and that tone of forgiveness and that tone of acceptance? If I want to be treated that way, I better offer that. So it's awful interesting. When oftentimes... When we have internal dialogue, where's the checks and balances that come with it? If we're afraid to look in the mirror mm. because of where we've been. And that's the reason why I wrote the book, The Journey, Not the Destination. It's about focusing on your journey. Not allowing the past to define who you are. And being able to weed out false sensitivity. You know, one of the things that, you know, as a faith-based person, I was talking to another person and I was letting them know that what is the enemy? The enemy is the devil. What's he try to do? He seeks and destroys what you love. And if we give power to that, then that will happen. Your internal dialogue gives power to where your focus is located. So if your internal dialogue is positive and you focus on the positivity, mm. you should hopefully get the reflection back of positivity. It's our light and how we speak to one another. 
100%. and if we have a low frequency get somewhere where there's another person you know kenya you have this high frequency and i enjoy the high frequency because it's inspiring it's uplifting and you know and what so, steve when i am sure. not in high frequency because i'm very much in my human body right and i have my moments my kids call me out mm. mom go shift <laughs> they they say that so i wonder i i wonder how much more how different can your life be if you come back to dream again of what what is the life of your dreams and mm. when did you stop believing that you could have that life when did you drop that frequency of passion excitement possibility play love passion and you just you accept and you accept the bare minimum. And now you are upset because this does not match your dreams. So for those of you that feel that way, I, my word for you is your little girl deserves her dreams. And you're the only one that can write the story of your book, the story oh. of your life. Change the chapter. Turn the page. Write down an, an, a new title. Let's go. You mentioned about your book. I loved your book. And I love the uh, the picture that you chose. Very much a journey. And for as long as we'll be here, it's going to be a journey. So you choose a different door. Choose a different path. You know, like in my mastermind, we transcend. If you don't know. Yeah, by the way, you're always transcending. Mm -hmm. Right. Just just like uh, um, uh, transmuting, you're, you're just like a fed in the wind. You're always going somewhere. But mm -hmm. be aware of where you're going. Either you are in control in your consciousness or the world, the business of life. What you see on TV, they have your attention. So as who has close. your attention? Mm -hmm. Right. And as we close, here's the attention that I want to point to. The key to success of life is which key are you using? Expectation or the key of acceptance? Because a lot of times where we put that key and elevating in that internal dialogue, if it doesn't meet our expectation, we get hurt. Oof, there we go. But if we continue to use the same key and continue to get hurt, how productive mm. is that? It's not. So what if I can accept that person for where they are and who they are, but still have a healthy boundary that I don't hold resentment? That's right. There we go. But hold a space of acceptance for who they are. It doesn't mean that I have to condone their behavior or be around no. that behavior. It's just realizing where my limitations are and quit expecting that I can change that person. And so you, it's all you, in the you are offering... You're offering that acceptance knowing that mm -hmm. you deserve the same level of acceptance. When you put it out there, you really put knowing that is a cyclic energy that you are that loving. I'm going to accept you just the way you are because I deserve to be accepted just the way I am. So true. God bless. We're out of time. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind.